Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! If you still draft quarterbacks in round one, we're here to help. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And the position previews begin. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. It is Monday, and we are getting started here, really getting in some fantasy football draft breakdown. Welcome to the show, everybody. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings here to talk about quarterbacks. Last year, we said quarterback was looking like the deepest it's ever been, and that really played out. It was super deep. Same thing this year. I'm very excited to talk about quarterbacks. Dave, how about you? Uh, yeah, there's there, there's a lot to break down, and I actually think that when you come up with a quarterback strategy, I think you have to start by asking yourself, what you really think Mahomes can do for an encore. And if you think Mahomes is in line for another 5,000-yard, 50-touchdown season, I would tell you, one, spend the first-round pick on him. Two, you need to cut down on whatever you're tripping on because (laughs) I just don't think that those types of seasons happen very often. He's going to be very good. I just don't think he's going to be worth that type of return. But if that's what you think Mahomes is going to do, then go get him. Jamie, how are you feeling about quarterback? Um... I love it. It's very deep, and it allows you to build a pretty good to great roster and still get good value with somebody you can get in double-digit round. Heath, who's the quarterback you keep ending up with? Well, it's the most important position in fantasy, Adam, and I've spent the entire weekend (laughs) coming up with a uh, formula and a strategy that regardless of what everyone in my league does is exactly what I'm going to follow in every draft. (laughs) Perfect. So so that strategy ends up with you having... Which quarterback on your team most of the time? More often than not, I would say it's Lamar Jackson. Really? Either as my starter or my or my second quarterback, one of the two. I just think in the double-digit rounds, you don't find that type of upside often. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, we will get into it. Today's sponsor is FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT and sign up and get a $5 bonus on your first deposit. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Always quarterback value on FanDuel. And we have a lot of fun playing on FanDuel. I'm sure we'll be competing against you at some point this season. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. We start with this, though. How many quarterbacks do you feel comfortable with as your number one, as your starting quarterback in a one quarterback league? 19. That's a 25. lot. 25. That's right. <laughs> wow. Wait. I'll say, I'll, it depends on the week, but I'll say 18 seems like a good number of guys that if I had to start them for most of the season, I really wouldn't care. The thing is, if you're not, not getting one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks, there's a good chance you're going to be changing your quarterback multiple times throughout the year. 25, Jamie? That includes... What, like Derek Carr? Of course. You do, you do not feel like if you sit there, wait on quarterback, and you end up with Derek Carr as your quarterback. Well, I'm never going to have to, obviously. Uh, I don't think you know anybody's playing in a 25-man league. Um, but, yeah, I'd be fine with it if that was the case. Okay, but you could be playing in a 12-team league where the other 11 owners take two quarterbacks and you're the last guy to pick. Sure. I don't think I'm going to let that happen where I, I let 11 other people take two guys, but that would only be, what, 23? Yeah. And then we're talking about who? Like Stafford or Sam something? Darnold. Sam. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, I I was excited about Sam Darnold. I love that. You know, Adam, even if that were to happen, uh-huh. it wouldn't be the wrong thing to do. Yes, it would. Because of the depth of the position. But no, not in this scenario. If you're, in a league where, if you're in a league where everybody's taking two, all of a sudden there's not that much depth on the waiver wire. You don't want Sam Darnold or Derek Carr to be your But they're not player. holding no. two all season, though. I mean, you have to factor that in as well. Yeah, probably. And right, not gonna when, happen. when he's not taking quarterbacks, he's taking players at other positions. All right, so... If you could sum it up, what is your overall quarterback strategy? I won't make Heath answer if he doesn't want to. But, Jamie, I'll start with you. Your overall quarterback strategy this year. I think I've, I've illustrated it. Wait. All right. Uh, but but there's, it's got to be, oh, be a little more nuanced. We all would say wait. But there comes a point where you pull the trigger on a great one, right? I mean, what, what is that point? Every draft is different. That's it's hard to say. You know, I think it's it's just a matter of when you think there's a guy that you want to take comparatively to nothing else at any other position. Exactly. That's what I was going to say because I took Aaron Rodgers in a draft a few a few days ago or last week or something, and it wasn't so much about Rodgers. It was about everyone else on the board at other positions, and that's I just didn't love the value for anyone else. And I said, you know what? Let's go. Let's get a quarterback here. That's all. That's what I was going to say, Dave. You have a quarterback strategy? Well, I have a follow up question to what you just said first. When you took Rodgers, did it feel like what I've been preaching for years? Did it feel like you were stealing him? Did it feel like it was a good value? Or was it more like, God, the running backs and receivers just suck. I don't want any of these tight ends. I guess I'm going Rodgers. It was a 12-team league, and I think it was the sixth round. So I wouldn't say it felt like I was stealing him because I think the way we draft and the way quarterback is now, it feels like every quarterback is a steal. But it did feel like great value because Rodgers obviously has 40 touchdown potential and QB1 potential, and taking him over, gosh, I, hypothetically, I don't know, like Robbie Anderson or something like that was a no-brainer to me. So, yeah. Okay, that, so yeah. so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for that great value, but I'm not looking for it just with any quarterback. My strategy is to find that great value with one of the top seven quarterbacks in my ranking. I want to get one of those seven guys. I think they've got potential to get to 25 fantasy points per week in six-point-per-touchdown league. And if I can get one of those at a value that feels amazing, I feel like I'm doing my team right. I feel like that's the best thing to possibly do. Okay, and Dave's top seven, Mahomes, Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton. Throughout the show, I'm going to be giving out some stats that uh, I'll get your thoughts on. By the way, we have we have to get to some news, even though it's the quarterback preview. We have to talk about hey, Deontay What about Foreman. my strategy? I, I was going to ask you a follow-up question, Heath. You can. I've got. A, I've told you. I spent all weekend coming up with a strategy. I thought you were kidding. No. <laughs> I want to hear this. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So my quarterback strategy, as I move through the draft, if Mahomes is there at the end of the third round, I take him. If Deshaun Watson's there at the end of the fourth round, I take him. If not, I don't take a quarterback until the eighth round. If Wentz or Newton are there, I take them in the eighth round. If they're not there, then I wait until the twelfth round. I'm going to get some combination of Dak, Jared Goff. Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger. You know th- that that's does pretty not good. Sound like Heath? It's a good strategy, but it's a strategy. <laughs> it is it's a strategy. strategy. Well, that's Heath acknowledging that he actually does have strategies, which we've known all along. Dak Prescott, by the way, so great. Everybody loves Dak Prescott because of what he did with uh, Amari Cooper. He was on pace. His points per game in nine games with Amari Cooper would have made him QB fourteen in terms of points per game. Uh, so I just like, why would you make him? part of your strategy like comparing him to Jared Goff you, you mentioned them back to back and their ADPs are going to be similar like, 
I'm sorry to get like into sleepers and whatnot, but gosh, like I just like Jared Goff so much more than Dak Prescott. Jared Goff is so underrated. He really is. It, is. Is it underrated or disrespected? Both. He's he's the twelfth quarterback off the board. He's going in round nine. I, I mean, you could make a case for all the other guys ahead of him, I suppose. But so maybe he. I mean, so that doesn't make it sound like he's underrated. But I just don't think he's getting enough respect. So that's no, my just stump speech for Jared Goff. Okay, so Heath, how does I think your people more yeah, remember sorry. the second half as opposed to the first half? Right, the right. They remember the end of the year. They remember the Super Bowl. They're worried that that could happen again. I spent a lot of time digging into the Rams receivers this weekend, and I, I how can you rank all three of them in the top twenty-four and not have Goff <laughs> in your top twelve? Exactly. Plus the production he Can't gets from Gurley, yeah, in the passing yeah. game. All right, uh, Heath, a two, a two quarter, yeah, all right, a, a two quarterback league. Heath, uh, g- give me a strategy there. So if Patrick Mahomes makes it to the second round, which he almost always won't, I'll take him there. I'll take Deshaun Watson at the end of the second. I'll take Cam or Wentz in the fourth round. Other than that, I mostly am going to wait until about twelve quarterbacks are off the board, and then I'll probably take them in back-to-back rounds. I'd like to have a pair of my top 18 and that number 18 is Philip Rivers. So right. If once I don't want to really go into the Andy Dalton range for my second quarterback, um, but I'd like to get a third starter as well in two QB. Fellas, that sounds pretty, pretty good. I don't know that we have to follow up on that. Yeah. You know, you, you know, two of his top 18, whatever, and try to get a third one. Um, but it's obvious to, from what he said about one quarterback and two quarterback leagues that he has, Mahomes one, Deshaun Watson number two. And then it doesn't seem, Heath, like you're very interested in Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck. I know you don't love Rodgers' schedule. Um, But Dave and Jamie, what do you feel like? It seems like Heath said his two strategies are like take, if Mahomes is there, take him. If if Watson's there at the value I like, take him. If not, I'm waiting for Cameron Wentz. So are you guys more likely than Heath to be drafting Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers? Uh, You know, how do you feel about those two guys? I rarely take them just because of where they go. Now, obviously, a lot of our analyst drafts are completely different. But uh, just to give you an, another example, um, Adam, the, the draft you had a proxy for, um, our, our flex league, I think I was either the last person or the second to last person. No, I was the second to last person because I had QB 11. It's a four point for passing touchdown league, which I know is a little different than what we're talking about here. But I took Lamar Jackson. Um, and that was round 12. Right, and I and I so, and my team took Deshaun Watson around five or six as the second quarterback um, off the board in a four point per passing touchdown league. Right, so it was just you know a, a matter of uh, you know how you wanted to approach it, and so I, I'm I'm rarely the person that's going to you know get into that group. Um, and, and I think you'll you'll find again you know you look at our drafts like you said you got Rogers. I actually went and looked at the draft. You got him around seven, not round six. Oh, that um, one from last week. Okay. Um, I think you'll see that's where. Rodgers, Watson, Luck will probably live five through seven in a lot of analyst drafts. In a lot of non-analyst drafts, that's rounds probably three and four, and that's maybe being generous. Well, I'll tell so, you what the ADP is if you I, like. I, I'm just saying, like, for me, I, 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 I stay clear of that for the most part. The ADP is really interesting. Mahomes is 23rd overall. I'm looking at Fantasy Pro's consensus ADP. Mahomes is 23rd overall. Now you're looking, if you're watching our video, by the way, you can go to youtube.com slash fantasy football today, or you can watch it on CBS All Access, the entire show, um, youtube.com slash fantasy football today. Mahomes is going eighth in CBS ADP, but 
Uh, if we look at fantasy pros, he's 23rd. Then Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, and Aaron Rodgers don't go until 48th overall, 48th overall, 55th overall for Watson, Luck, and, and Rodgers. Watson and Luck basically have the same ADP. There's a huge difference. And even in CBS, Mahomes 8th overall and then no other quarterback until the early 40s. So, you know, I, I think we're going to be a little resistant to that big of a gap between the two. But I guess, uh, Heath, why don't you tell us why you seem to be avoiding Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck? I just think that Watson is the second most likely quarterback to be number one. And in a lot of our drafts, I wouldn't say a lot of them. Watson goes fourth of the group, but you see in CBS ADP, he is actually fourth of the group and he often goes behind either Rogers or luck. There's just a little bit for me, more of a question mark around Rogers with the new offense and how much are they going to throw the ball and around luck with his current calf injury. And Watson has a bad offensive line, but he had a bad offensive line last year, and he was awesome. But, but he wasn't I number just, one. He, some, he wasn't even number two. Like, he was number four in four-point and number five in six-point per passing touchdown leagues. Yes, and part of that is because he still didn't throw quite as much as most of these guys do. But we did see a bump up in his pass attempts last year, and I think we see often with rookie quarterbacks, they get another bump in their third year. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I think he can get up to 540, 550 pass attempts. And then also he was much more efficient running the football in the second half of the season after he got more comfortable coming off that ACL injury. I think if he has that rushing efficiency, that'll help as well. I think it's going to be interesting to see how far luck starts to fall because he's going to start to fall, you know, and, and if he continues to miss practice, Will he get passed by Baker, maybe Wentz, maybe Cam if the reports are good, although his ADP in our site is a little bit low. Um, maybe Breeze. You know, I, I, I'm going to be – it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how when a lot of the drafts start happening over the next two weeks, if he's still not practicing and you don't see him or the reports are still somewhat doom and gloom, how far will the ADP start to drop? All right, you're obviously talk, talking about the calf, right? So, so Dave, since you – have Andrew Luck second in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. We're going to get to four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues in a moment. Let's just have a discussion about the top four guys. Uh, they'd be in some order. Mahomes, everybody's got Mahomes one. Rodgers, Luck, and Watson. And then at five, it's either going to be Baker Mayfield or Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz for Heath. Um, but the top four guys... So what I noticed about Andrew Luck is that his numbers were still great, but they did go down a little bit, and his pass attempts went down in the final 10 games of the season. And that's when two things happened. Marlon Mack got more involved, and the defense went from allowing 30 points per game in the first five games of the season to 16.4 points per game in the last 10 games of the season. And furthermore, the Colts went 1-5 with Andrew Luck throwing 48 passes per game. And then they went 9-1 with Andrew Luck throwing 35 passes per game. He still was great, but he wasn't quite elite. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about all that? The calf injury, the fact that they're going to have a pretty good defense, possibly a very good defense, you know, maybe running the ball. You know, All these things that might be working against Andrew Luck. Do you still have conviction in him as your number two quarterback? Adam, he had 25 or more fantasy points in eight of those last 10 games. Yeah. So telling me that his numbers went down, it, it wasn't enough to make me worried about him. And the offense is improved this year. They've added talent to it. It's still a great offensive line. And just I, I'm reading about the optimism about how dangerous this offense will be. And I can't help myself. I think Andrew Luck, let's just forget about the calf for five seconds. 
I think if he were healthy, it, it's a no-brainer that he's the number two quarterback because I think he'd have a shot at 40 touchdowns and well over 4,500 yards. So now let's put the calf in play. He's not practicing. That's bad. And we we don't have – there's nothing definitive about the injury. Everybody seems to express optimism. Oh, yeah, he'll be there week one against the Chargers. But it's it's still concerning, but not to the point where I'm ready to say, all right, I can't have this guy on my team. I still want Andrew Luck on my fantasy squad. And if he falls and drafts because of the calf, I'm going to pick him up. And if he's not ready for week one, that's okay. I just told you there's 19 other quarterbacks I can have as a starter. Jamie can find 24 other quarterbacks besides Andrew Luck to have as a starter. So I'm going to bank on Andrew Luck for, for the majority of the season, if not the entire season, coming through at a very high level. And if I need to replace him for a couple of weeks to begin the year, I will begrudgingly do it. Okay, yeah. And all you have to do is look back to last year because obviously he fell in drafts because of the injury and ended up as the number four quarterback in fantasy as he was coming off the arm injury. All right, guys, so I'm going to ask... His worst stretch last year was actually his first three games. I'm going to ask you guys some questions here. We're going to go through them quickly. And then we're going to do some news and notes, but I want to save plenty of time for just some ADP review, and we'll talk about some of our favorite quarterbacks and who we're drafting and whatnot. Uh, all right, we've talked a lot about six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Jamie, how does it change in a four-point-per-passing touchdown league? How do things change for you? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you lean a little bit more toward the guys who run, uh, especially if it's minus two for interceptions. So, you know, that's going to change things a little bit for the guys that are turnover prone. So I'm a big Jameis Winston fan. I think they have the chance the Bucks do to lead the NFL in pass attempts this year. I think Winston's fantasy production is going to be the best that he's ever had. And he scares me in that format because he doesn't run to the level I think that people expect him to. Uh, the turnovers will be a little bit of a problem for him. Uh, I could see him being a 40-20 guy, you know, uh, 40 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. I don't think that'd be a surprise. Wow. Given what Bruce Arians allows in his offense. But... Um, I'm I'm just nervous for somebody like him in that format comparatively to somebody like Lamar Jackson, who could easily lead the NFL in rushing from that position. He did so last year in only starting seven games. And so while the touchdown throws will not be obviously as bountiful as some other quarterbacks, if he can minimize the turnovers, specifically the interceptions, he could be top five in that format. And, you know, um, in that room, Adam, with uh, 11 other and or you know, however many analysts were in there, I know you uh, you had somebody drafting for you who was not, um, but there were some people sitting in the room when I took Lamar Jackson. They were you know saying, oh you know the guys that do projections, yeah I run projections and he's my fifth quarterback and he's my fourth quarterback and I have you know I feel icky doing that, but that's just the type of player that he could be. And so in in that format, you 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 know we've talked about this a lot. Deshaun Watson you know should be considered the number one quarterback. Um, potentially based on what he's capable of doing. Well, like he said, should, he or, should or could be considered. I Could could be yeah, could be considered yeah, yeah. the number one. We've talked about that he should be uh, the number one quarterback. Not that we all I, agree on that, but yeah. again, it's, it's, it's something that I think you can make an argument for, as Heath has. So it's the guys that don't run, that throw a lot of turnover, throw a lot of interceptions, and like Breeze scares me in that format because I think you could see his touchdowns coming down like we saw two years ago. Um, Roethlisberger scares me. Rivers scares me. You know, it's just... The, the the ability of somebody like Lamar Jackson should be, you know, exponentially increased in a format like this. Yeah, and even like Jared Goff is not as exciting in a four-point per pass and touchdown league as much as I like him. Um, I was honestly surprised that I got Lamar Jackson where I did. Yeah, me too. But I also wonder, you know, if you just take quarterbacks later in those formats. Uh, well, it was, it was kind of like a break. You know, it was, uh, I, I think, once the Watson... 
Luck Rogers group went off the board. Then there was, you know, kind of a, a stoppage. And at the end, it was like a a, a, a rush for people to take two quarterbacks. And, and Jake Seeley, who runs the league, who works for the athletic, he uh, he texts me, he goes, oh, you're taking Roethlisberger here, who would have been like the 14th quarterback off the board. I said, no, because there's so many guys that are going to be on waivers. I think there were 17 quarterbacks taken, but those guys won't hold on to all 17 of them. Sure. Okay. Um, PPR leagues. Quarterbacks, the only players in PPR leagues that don't catch passes. So it stands to reason they're a little less valuable. At least they are, in my opinion. Not everybody agrees on that. Heath, uh, what do you think about quarterback in PPR leagues? They are slightly less valuable, but it doesn't like change them a full round value in my mind. I might move somebody three or four spots lower, maybe half a round lower for each quarterback. But for like, yes, I do think probably what affects it more than that is how many other offensive players you have to start. Do you need three wide receivers? Do you have two flexes? That might change it in my mind more than PPR versus non-PPR. All right, next question, Dave, I'll give this to you. When should the first quarterback, be it Mahomes or if it's a four-point Watson, if you prefer, but I think you have Mahomes one in both formats, when should Mahomes be drafted? When's the earliest he should go? The earliest he should go? In my mind, it, it shouldn't be any earlier than late round three. Round three? Okay, so like thir- around That's 36 it. overall. That's what Heath said sure. earlier, too. Sure. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, guys? Who do you like better? Jackson. Lamar. Jackson. It's so weird because Allen was a lot better than him in terms of fantasy production last year. In fact, Allen was, in the last six games of the season, basically the second-best quarterback. You take those points per game, you give him 16, or just points per game. We're talking second-best quarterback in fantasy last year. I think maybe third-best in uh, six-point-per-passing touchdowns behind Mahomes and Ryan. And and. Lamar Jackson like wasn't even close to that. Uh, so I agree, but I guess I'm just not 100% sure why if you guys want to weigh in well, on I Allen think versus Jackson. Yeah, it's it's the thing with Allen is so much of his production came, they both, a lot of their production came on the run and, and Allen had more success running the football, but so much of it was, were undesigned run plays. And scrambles because no, either no one could get open or his line couldn't block anybody or both. And he's already talked about how he wants to do that less. And before he said that, it was something we would look at statistically and say, well, that's probably not going to happen again. Now that he's talked about running less and hopefully throwing from the pocket more, I'm not sure he's a good enough passer to be a fantasy starter without the huge rush numbers. And I don't feel very confident he's going to have the huge rush numbers that he did last year. To be fair, though, his receiving core should be better. Yeah. Whether it is or not remains to be seen. So, you know, that, I think, factors in. Plus, his offensive line should be dramatically better. And Will I don't, his accuracy be better? Yeah, but but if you have concerns about Allen's passing... That's a question passing, nobody wants to answer. But if you have concerns no, about Allen's I mean, like passing, you have to be concerned about Jackson's passing, right, too. Right, and I, I was just going to say, Heath yeah. brought this up the other day. I forget the quarterbacks to use, but, you know, like Jared Goff was one I know you mentioned. You know, the guys that struggled as rookies as throwers and then the improvement that they make, you know, it's obviously something you carry over to both guys and, and just, you know, the, the hopeful improvements that they show year one to year two in just becoming better quarterbacks. Okay, and I was going to say, like, we... We are going to project Lamar Jackson to have better, certainly better rushing stats than Josh Allen this year, even though that wasn't the case last year. Okay, well, it was. Well, maybe, but if he you're had, just comparing that that stretch of games, Allen was better. But over the course of the season, 
Lamar yeah. Jackson was the best rushing quarterback last year. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't know how it was on like a per game, last six games for Allen, last, the seven starts for Jackson. Okay, sorry about that. Out of a $200 budget, let's go rapid fire here. Out of a $200 budget, how much should Patrick Mahomes go for? Should or will? Should. 15. 40. 10. Out of $200, guys. Yeah. Oh, 18. Out of a $200 budget, how much should Baker Mayfield go for? 10. 10. 7. How much should Dak Prescott go for? 1. 2. 2. Fill in the blank. Blank is my favorite sleeper quarterback. Lamar Jackson. Philip Rivers. I was definitely going to say Lamar Jackson, um, but I'll take uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, okay, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Forget rapid fire. It's important. If two of you were going to say he's your favorite sleeper. Uh, well, I think one point we haven't made, guys, is that at quarterback, unless you're in a league where you really think every league member is going to hold two quarterbacks all season long and you're not going to be able to go to waivers, you should really be swinging for the fences with at least one of the two guys right. you draft if you draft two. So. Is that sort of because there's obvious bust potential with Lamar Jackson, but is that sort of oh there's why he's a sleeper? Yeah. He's just got he's just got huge upside. Well, that that's why he's in this category as opposed to you know a breakout or somebody that we have ranked as a must start guy. You know, like to your point, Adam, about shooting for upside. That's why I've been saying Kyler Murray all offseason. You know, he's got as much upside I think as anybody, just given what he could be, and he's almost like Lamar Jackson on steroids potentially. You know, because I think he's a better thrower in a better system. But, you know, you look at what Lamar Jackson could do at the value you're getting him at. And I think, you know, it, it's we were at one point. Just think about this in terms of bad throwers. We were telling people to draft Tim Tebow and play Tim Tebow as your starter in the fantasy playoffs because of the running ability. It's just that's what sets these guys apart. You know, I mean, we say we, it's it's why we're concerned about Cam Newton is going to run as much. He's just told you about Deshaun Watson. You're removed from the ACL. Hopefully we'll run some more. These guys, what they do, running the ball. It's why we're concerned about Russell Wilson to an extent because he doesn't run to the same level anymore. You know, it's just it's such an added bonus to that position. And again, scoring really matters because if it is four points for passing touchdown, which a lot of people do play, then that changes the whole conversation with him. But I just think that for for what he could bring, if he could be, I mean, would it be a stretch that he he started seven games, he appeared in some others, and he ran for almost seven hundred yards? Can you run for a thousand yards? Yeah, I think can. so. They're going to tailor an and, entire and, offense around him. And if that happens, and he throws for three, like I was, I was surprised. I went to look what our projections were for him, and we have him for over three thousand yards passing. I think right around six hundred yards rushing. If he throws for three thousand yards, I don't know what you have it for, Heath. This is Sportsline's projection. If he throws for three thousand yards, and I think they have him for twenty touchdowns throwing, he could be the he could be the number top three quarterback. I mean, I don't want to say number one, but he he could be right there. Yeah, I've got him for 3,320 passing touchdowns. I've only got him rushing for 748. That's ridiculous. Trying to, trying to temper expectations a little right. bit. But yeah, he. I think I saw somebody on Twitter say that he could break quarterback scoring. And that's like, he's not going to be as good as Patrick Mahomes was last year, but he could. The upside is absolutely ridiculous. If he runs for 1,000 yards, scores eight touchdowns on the ground and makes any sort of improvement as a passer at all. You you mentioned that I'd said Jared Goff. It's not just Jared Goff over the last few years. It's Trubisky. It's Carson Wentz. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I, didn't, I didn't know the whole list. Yeah. 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 But, but then there's been a lot of them. And I, I just think if he makes that improvement as a passer and rushes like we expect him to, there's no reason to think he couldn't be top five. And, and if you like to stream, look at this. 
Miami, yep, Arizona, Miami. Kansas City, the first three games. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's the, great. The, is there a good defense there? No. Maybe it, Kansas City? Maybe, maybe. In, in Arrowhead? No. And uh, Marquise Brown, homecoming week one, start of the week. Anyway, uh, Lamar Marquise Jackson. Brown, Lamar Jackson, homecoming week one. That's true. That's true. Yes. Uh, and Mark Ingram lives in, my, in South Florida. Big time. FanDuel. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is the 18th quarterback off the board. That's that's six point per passing touchdown leagues, half PPR in fantasy pros. Phillip Rivers, who Dave said is 17th. He's been a top 12 quarterback six years in a row. Mitchell Trubisky is 19th. So it's Rivers, Jackson, Trubisky as the three sleepers. They're going 17th, 18th, and 19th off the board. Jackson will certainly be pushed up in four point per passing touchdown leagues. Uh, if I had to give a sleeper, it's Cam Newton because he's the 10th quarterback off the board, and I think he has QB1 potential. I really do. If he runs, if he gets back to running five, 600 yards, six touchdowns, something like that on the ground, something he's done, you know, with fairly regular occurrence here, I think Cam Newton could have his second best season. He won't win the MVP again. I think he could be amazing and we talked about that last week so i won't beat a dead horse who's your favorite breakout quarterback dave james winston J- that's heath who said james winston <laughs> dave uh it, for me it's carson wentz i think that he's he's in a great situation surrounded almost like andrew luck they improve the talent around him great offensive line great thinker and play caller and doug peterson all, all wentz has to do is stay healthy Okay. I know it's been hard for him to do the past couple of seasons, but where I'm drafting him, I'm really, really happy with the potential upside. I think he's got top five QB upside. Jamie, favorite breakout? I would have said Jameis, so Heath and I are on the same page with sleeper and breakout <laughs> here. I'll, I'll take Kyler Murray. You know, Again, I think you know if he can take hold of the system and can legitimately be a good rookie passer, because I do think the rushing will be there for him. You know, Again, you're looking at our projections here. If he can get over 3,500 passing yards and close to 25 touchdowns, I think he could run for more than 578 yards. The problem is, is will he stay healthy because of his size, which I know everybody get, is, is concerned about at 5'10", which is a generous listing. Um, the offensive line apparently still having some concerns. You know, some, some tweets I saw this weekend from, from practice there for the Cardinals. But um, I, I, I just like the, the offense that he's going to play in if Kingsbury does what he wants to do. You know, it, it's interesting because Chip Kelly came to the NFL and sort of the pace and, and everything that first year was fantastic. And then everybody caught up to him the second year and then really figured him out in San Francisco and he was done. In Kingsbury, it's going to be a little bit similar in terms of what the first year could look like if, in fact, nobody has paid attention to it or is not necessarily prepared for it. And it's hard to say that's the case because the NFL does such a good job, defensive coordinators do. But I do think that Murray has that type of upside. And again, you said it, Adam. I say it all the time. Shoot for upside yep. at no other position more so than this one. And this guy could also be a top five fantasy QB. It's, a, it's funny because a lot of guys have that upside <laughs> to be top five. Um, sure. But I do think top 10 is realistic for him if, in fact, he does play 16 games. Yep. And Kyler Murray is the 11th quarterback off the board. He's going in round nine. I think that's the good thing. I understand quarterbacks are going to go earlier in your drafts than in, in our analyst drafts. However, I still think they're going to go a little bit later than you're used to seeing. People understand the depth of the position. The rules changes last year like really gave us just a lot of very good passers last year. And if you fail and you take a round nine pick on Kyler Murray and he stinks, Phillip Rivers is going in round 12. And he's, like I said, has been a top 12 quarterback six years in a row. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is the 21st quarterback off the board, and I think you all know how I feel about him. He'd be my breakout quarterback. Uh, He's averaged 8.5 yards per attempt in his eight starts with the 49ers. That is unbelievable. 
So stay I'm healthy for him. Yeah, stay healthy. And he just has to throw more touchdowns. The touchdowns haven't really been there for Jimmy G. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you real quick here. How would you rank them? Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Kyler Murray. Those were the three breakouts you gave. Does everybody have Wentz one in that group? Yep, I do. Yep. All right, so Jameis or Kyler? Uh, Kyler for me. Jameis in six points for passing touchdowns. Kyler in four. Jameis in both for me. Okay. Uh, and then blank will be a bust. I'll start. I'll say Ben Roethlisberger because you can't take away a pass catcher who's been responsible for like 25% of his yards and 30% of his touchdowns each of the last six seasons and expect him to continue the pace that he's been on. If he goes, though, I I'm, I'm with you. If he goes, though, from, was he third last year to his ADP, I think, is 10th? Ninth. Uh, well, on fantasy pros, he is fourteenth. But you know, it's he's it's really first overall on our site. Now, that's he's really... ele- he's eleventh right now. He's eleventh right now. So if he goes from three to eleven when he's getting drafted as fourteen, because this is the interesting conversation: is he really a bust? Because he will have out- outperformed his draft value, but not necessarily, but by I mean, not not lived up to his performance from a year ago. So it, it, I think that's like he's one of those guys that falls into like a gray area because I think by definition, he's a failure from his previous performance, but he played better than what people expected him to do based on where he was drafted. He finishes a top 12 quarterback three times in the nine years before Antonio Brown became a thing. And that was with guys like Heinz Ward, Santonio Holmes. I'm just I'm I'm not feeling Dante Moncrief and Deontay Jackson and James Washington, Deontay Johnson and James Washington that much to to say that Roethlisberger is going to have a monster season for fantasy. All right. Heath, who's a bust? Heath? Yeah, I, I think there's a couple of good options, but I'll, uh, I'll go with uh, Drew Brees. I don't think he's going to match his touchdown rate from last year. Don't think he's going to match his efficiency from last year. Certainly don't think he's going to rush for four touchdowns again next year. Going into last year, he had 14 rushing touchdowns in 12 seasons in New Orleans, so there's probably 18 points gone right there. All right, Jamie, you're a bust this year, uh, this year at quarterback? <laughs> I was waiting to see which one Heath was going to say because I was going to take the <laughs> other one. So I'll, I'll take Russell Wilson. Um, I, it's, it's almost a, a similar argument, um, and I'm, I'm actually – Surprised, pleasantly surprised, to be honest with you, that he's the 12th quarterback off the board. Now, he should be in that range. I think he has a chance to finish there. But I think the expectation sometimes is that he'll do better than that. I mean, it's you know, it's like a combination of uh, two things that both Dave and Heath just said. You take Doug Baldwin off the field, and I don't think that the combination of DK Metcalf, David Moore, and Jerron Brown are going to make up for what Doug Baldwin did necessarily. And I know last year wasn't the same Doug Baldwin, but it still was production that he's losing. Um and I also think that the attempts matter. You know, this is a team that wants to run the ball and, and be a dominant run team. I think with their defense falling apart as quickly as it is, it's going to be interesting to see if they need Russell Wilson to do more. They necess- not necessarily have done that, which I think is a mistake. If they would allow Russell Wilson to throw more, he would be a monster fantasy quarterback. But they just don't do that until the fourth quarter, and he's absolutely needed. And so if the touchdowns come down in whatever capacity, I think you can still get by with him as a starter. He's in the 25 for me, clearly. Uh, but... I just don't like the fact that what I saw earlier this offseason that he was going as a top seven or eight quarterback when there are other guys better than him, in my opinion, I think 12 is a good spot for him. So I don't know if he necessarily still qualifies as a bust, but he does make me nervous if he's in the top 10. I feel like he's in, he's a bust based on ADP. But not this. If he's 12, I'm fine with that. But what, if I have ADP, him 13th, so it's, it's fine for me. 
Where, would you take him in round early round eight? I think is where that eight. Uh, I mean, you know my answer to that. No, right. So to me, that kind of puts him closer to the. But, but, and, but, and, but that's the thing. Like when you look at ADP compared to just where they're going among quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks are going to look at busts. Are going to look like busts to us because they're just going earlier than we would. If you just think about right. him as QB thirteen, Russell Wilson, or QB twelve as he is in ADP on CBS and on Fantasy Pros, he's right around there as well. Uh, I, I, you know what? What's interesting? Actually, no. Okay, so let me apologize. On on Fantasy Pros, he's seventh, and Drew Brees is that's eighth. the problem to me. Right. That's that's the concern is that those two guys go in the top eight, and I think that's a mistake. So I'm going to change my answer real quick, just because of using RADP, which I think we should. Uh, so Russell Wilson, twelve. Good job, CBS uh, listeners, viewers, all those things. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a bust, and I think he's going to be the number one quarterback. But if he goes eight overall, it's a bust. Well, I'm going to use both ADPs. I think it's important. Because, you know, CBS ADP might be driven by projections, might be driven by you guys. Not everybody goes by us, obviously. The consensus ADP has Russell Wilson in a, as a round seven pick in between Matt Ryan and Drew Brees and then Carson Wentz after them. And uh, it, I, look, if, if Wilson and Brees throw the ball more, if they have injuries on defense or they just get away from the run game, like they're going to make us probably look silly because they're both amazing. But they probably cannot do what they did last year if the pass attempts stay similar, and I think that's why, uh, it's, that's why for we're Breeze, it's easy. Bus. Look at 2017. Yeah, but he had a really low touchdown rate that that year. We he was unlucky. But that's the concern. If, if if the touchdowns come down, but even if he just had a reasonable touchdown rate, you know he probably. All right, you know what? Let's take a break here. We got to take a break. We got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. We'll come right back after this quick word on fantasy football today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. We're back here on Fantasy Football today. We're going to take a look at some ADP in just a moment. Do have to go through some news and notes. Houston released Deontay Foreman. What is the impact of this, Jamie? Lamar Miller will never die. <laughs> um, it's good for Lamar, Lamar Miller. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the, the concern would be is that there's somebody of potential talent and quality that would take him off the field for significant stretches, and there still may be. But I think, you know, Houston is is searching for that second guy, and you know, we, we, we certainly were uh, inundated with a lot of Melvin Gordon to Houston talk after this move. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but still, uh, maybe Duke Johnson. I don't think that would hurt Lamar Miller, though, dramatically either. But he's now in the number two running back conversation and should be. You know, his uh, his touches will be probably, um, you know, certainly leading the, the, the Texans' backfield. But if they can get any semblance of blocking, he talked about it for Deshaun Watson. Their blocking has been so bad during Lamar Miller's tenure there. That's been the biggest attractor for him. So... Um, Miller is at the back end of the number two running back. Would you take, now that we have this discussion again, would you take Tevin Coleman or Lamar Miller? I'm very much in the Tevin Coleman camp, so I would take Tevin Coleman, but that's the range that they're going to go. Okay. Uh, Will Brinson was writing about Ezekiel Elliott over the weekend, and he wrote that he's not 100% convinced that this August 6th deadline, which, by the way, is tomorrow, um, really holds weight. He said if Zeke skipped eight or nine games in 2019, he would likely ensure his contract did not toll and while he might not get in a crude season in 2019, he would head into 2020 needing just one more year 
to get that four years of accrued seasons. The Cowboys could stop him from accruing that season by negating his fifth-year option. It's guaranteed for performance only, but that would involve cutting him, thereby making Zeke immediately an unrestricted free agent. So I think what Will was saying was the fact that the Cowboys already picked up his fifth-year option gives Zeke a little bit more leverage, a little bit more uh, wiggle room to wait and not have to worry about this August 6th deadline. Um, Did you guys read that? Do you have a reaction to it? Should we be moving him down? I'm not ready to move him down yet. I I think that he's the type of player that might need like a week of practice to get back into the form that we we've come to know. I'm him saying, for. does this make a holdout a legit holdout into the season more likely? I mean, it's possible. It's definitely possible. I understand what Will's saying, mm-hmm. and that Zeke's leverage is, hey, I'm a really good player, and if you don't pay me, I'm just not going to show, and that's it. And he doesn't care about the August sixth date. I'm I'm going to wait a little bit longer than that before I move him off the top spot and not BPR. Antonio Brown saw a foot specialist. He is day to day. Damian Did you Williams, see his feet? Yes, they were gross. Damian Williams yes. remains out with a hamstring injury, and there appears to be some frustration there. So we're certainly going to talk about that. Uh, Chris Carson. It's coming, like, Heath. It's coming, Heath. Chris Carson looks like the best running back on Seattle, according to the Athletic. Uh, Lamar Jackson said he won't run as much. He's still going to run a lot, though. Uh, Josh Gordon applied for reinstatement. Tom Brady's going to sign a two-year extension, and Gordon could really help Tom Brady quite a bit. Yannick Ngakwe's back. Zach Martin out with a back issue. That's Dallas's all-pro guard. And Colt McCoy is atop the Washington depth chart. So back to the quarterbacks, not Colt McCoy. Uh, just some some benchmarks for you. Uh, 35 passing touchdowns. Happens about three to five quarterbacks per year. So that's elite. 4,500 passing yards. About three to five per year. That's really, really good. Aaron Rodgers has had one 4,500-yard 4, passing yard season in his career, but he makes up for it in touchdowns. Here's the big trend that you need to know about. 300-yard rushing seasons in the last five seasons. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's how many quarterbacks have done it over the last five seasons. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. 300 rushing yards. So if your quarterback doesn't run at all, like Phillip Rivers... That's an issue. Uh, and in terms of the elite quarterbacks, the ones that are probably going to have the fewest rushing yards, Matt Ryan and Baker Mayfield, although Baker Mayfield did have 21 rushing touchdowns in college. So, Adam, why is, uh, why is 2015 afraid of 2016? Because 7, 8, 9. It's 16, uh-huh. 17, 8. Very good. <laughs> All right, ADP review. We've talked about a lot of guys, so let's just talk about ADP and less about where they're going in drafts and more about the order they're going in and the tiers they are in. So Heath, Mahomes, 23rd overall. We've said we're more like 36 overall for Mahomes. But should he be two rounds ahead of Watson, Luck, Aaron Rodgers? No, I think he should be one round ahead of them because I like the odds of him repeating what he did last year are microscopic, in my opinion. But the odds of him giving us 90% of what he did last year are probably a little better than that. And I don't think any of these guys have 90% of what he did last year in their back pocket. So I'm willing to take him 10 spots higher, a full round higher, like I said, into the third. And I'm not really looking at Watson until the end of the fourth, but not two rounds. All right. Anything else to say about Watson, Luck, or Aaron Rodgers? Or have we covered it? I think we got that right. 
Baker Mayfield is the fifth quarterback off the board. He's 63rd overall. Luck, Luck and Watson are 48th. Rodgers 55th. And, you, and if you're watching the video, remember, I'm saying Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP. You're looking at CBS ADP, but it's still pretty similar. Baker Mayfield, 59th in CBS leagues and 63rd in, uh, in Fantasy Pros Consensus ADP. And the fifth quarterback off the board. Heath, how do you feel about Baker Mayfield fifth? I go back and forth between Wentz, Cam Newton, and Mayfield at number five. And I just, if Wentz and Newton are fully healthy, I think it may just be a little bit too cute to rank Baker ahead of them. Baker has enormous upside. He has great weapons. But this was a team that, after Freddie Kitchens took over, played a little bit slow, just 57 plays per game. And when they had a lead, they got pretty run heavy with Nick Chubb. And their defense is improved. So I'm not sure that Mayfield's going to have the pass volume of Carson Wentz, and he doesn't have the rush volume that Newton has to make up for it. I feel exactly the same way. Yeah. Who's got, who's got the most upside between Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, and Cam Newton? That's a problem for me. I feel like Baker has the most downside, even though I have him ranked fifth right now. But who has the most upside? I say Cam has the most upside. I agree. I think that's right. Dave? Um. Okay. <laughs> and, and so this is, for me, it's really close between Cam and Wentz. Baker's not. Baker's going to be very good, but I think there's going to be a couple games where Nick Chubb runs off. We don't know how healthy OBJ will be in the last 16 games. Mayfield's numbers without him last year, he averaged just over 20 fantasy points per game. I, I think Baker's going to be good. I just don't think he's fifth quarterback. Uh, off the board good. Here's the one thing about Baker that I think, you know, and, and he said it about Kitchens. It's what Todd Monkin's influence will be. Because if Monkins get if Monkins system can mesh with Kitchens, if maybe he takes a little bit more control over the offense. We saw it last year in Tampa Bay with a great receiving core and a quarterback that could, you know, throw it all over the place. Two. They also didn't have a running back last year. Uh no, but they and they didn't have a defense either. So I don't think that that's the heights of what that of what Baker Mayfield could do, and that's saying a lot because he's better than clearly the the combination of both Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Monken's offense could be a lot of fun for Baker Mayfield. I think there's a pretty clear top seven, and it's the four guys we talk about: Baker, Cam, and Wentz, with Ryan being eight. Well, why is Ryan I don't eight? See it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think the Falcons are going to run the ball a lot better than they did a year ago, and certainly have a better running game with uh, Freeman healthy. If in fact he stays healthy, that's a big key to this. But their defense is going to be dramatically better. And so when you get those guys healthy that were missing a year ago, and what this team wants to do, they want to be more balanced and run the ball more. So Ryan will have a great season. I mean, he's going to be fantastic, and he could easily be in that in that top five conversation. But I just think that if you start to see, uh, to your point, Adam, upside. I don't think he has the upside of those other guys. Well, I think it's I think it's pretty easy. You just look at Matt Ryan's last four years, touchdown passes, 21, 38, 20, 35. He's clearly going to throw 20 or 21 <laughs> touchdown passes this year. Yeah. It's really hard to be a top eight fantasy quarterback with that few touchdowns. And I'm joking, obviously, but it does lead, like I have concerns just about projecting Ryan. It's a very good offense. I expect the team that's fighting for the division. I think the defense is going to be better. But his pass attempts have ranged from 529 to 608 in the last three years. His touchdowns have ranged from 20 to 38. There's yeah. not been, like, for as good as this whole thing is, and it really is pretty steady as it's been in terms of the people that have been there, there's not been a lot of consistency year over year. If 
you told me that I missed on Matt Ryan this year and he finished top five again, I wouldn't be that surprised. If you told me he was outside the top 15, I wouldn't be that surprised. All right. Yeah. One thing, though, with Ryan is that he has uh, five, six seasons of 4,500 passing yards. Remember, that's a big benchmark. That's pretty elite. And Aaron Rodgers has only done that once. Matt Ryan's done it six times. All right. So to finish up on Mayfield, Wentz, Matt Ryan, and Cam Newton. And by the way, as you see ADP and you see Russell Wilson and Drew Brees in that mix, we just don't think that they should be that we we think they should be behind those guys. But if we consider that like the second tier of quarterbacks behind the big four, or maybe it's like Mahomes is tier one, then it's Rogers, Luck, Watson, and then Mayfield, Ryan, Wentz, Cam in some order. Is it worth it? Is it worth investing a mid-round pick on them? Or is it better to just wait for Jameis, for Ben, for Murray, for Prescott, uh, or for Goff? You know, what do you think? I debate that quite a bit, uh, especially since I've got Ryan ranked ahead of the pack here. I've got him number five. I think he's going to have a huge year. Um, If I can get one of Ryan Mayfield, Newton, or Wentz by the end of round seven, I'm really, really happy. Okay. I think it almost depends. And this group, like we could use four different sources of ADP and rank these four in four different orders. I think it almost depends if your favorite or second favorite is the third or fourth of this group to get drafted in your draft. Like if I, I've got Wentz fifth, but if he goes fifth, like not, and only like a round behind that first tier, I'm not going to get him. But a lot of our drafts, Baker goes and then Ryan goes. And then we're there at the late seven, early eight, right. and Wentz and Newton are both there. So if it goes in that order, I'm, I'm going to take my guys. If it goes in the order I have it ranked, I'll probably just wait. It's almost like you want to get the last quarterback in that tier because you're getting them. Right. If it's right. the last one, you're getting them after all the other ones have been picked. So the value is going to be the best of the bunch. And they're, these are all quarterbacks with, and, and I guess Baker's included in this, 25 fantasy points per week potential from week to week it's it's a little harder for me to get behind baker on that and cam newton is the last one going both in cbs leagues and fantasy pros so right now he's got my favorite adp if the rushing yards go away then we could have some problems but i i think it's just in his nature cam newton to be running the ball i know they went away late in the year um all right so let's talk about the next group then russell wilson andrew Brees, kyler murray jared goff Jameis Winston. I'll just set an arbitrary endpoint there so we're not talking about everybody. But uh, again, Breeze, Wilson, Goff, Jameis, Kyler Murray. Jamie, your, your take on that group of, what did I name, five or six guys there? Yeah, I mean, this is my group of quarterbacks where I'll take these guys as opposed, not including Breeze and, and Wilson at this spot, but um, I mean, I, I take Jameis in almost every draft and I'll live or die with that in a lot of leagues just based on what I think his upside could be. Like I said, I think Bruce Arians is going to allow him to make mistakes, so that's going to help his... And he's going (laughs) to. He's going going to take that that opportunity. I I, I could see 40 and 20. Um, I I wonder how he could get the 40 touchdowns, Jamie, because he throws so many interceptions... Bad that, defense, bad run game. But even but even last year, if you look at his starts, Jameis Winston was on pace for like 4,700 yards, which is a ton but only 28 touchdown passes. And I think the interceptions like kill so many drives. 
I don't know. I, there's a lot of Jameis hype. Okay, so 30, 35 and 20 is probably a little closer to what he can do. All right. That'd be a pretty good I'm year. I'm worried that it's going to be more like 30-20. Like, that could be where he ends up this year. But is there anyone in the group that we're avoiding? Like, like would you take Wilson or Breeze over these potential, you know, huge nope. upside? Yes. I'm nope. taking Wilson nope. and Breeze nope. over Jameis. <laughs> Heath, what about Russell Wilson in a in a four point passing touchdown league? How would you compare Wilson to like Jameis and Goff? I think Wilson actually gets worse in a four point per passing touchdown league. The only reason he was good in fantasy last year is because he threw a ridiculous number of touchdown passes. It's true. It's, yeah. it's not just, it, and he doesn't run as quite as much as he used to, or at least he didn't last year. Right. Um. I yeah. I I I'm not drafting Russell Wilson or Drew Brees. As Will- much as I love Jameis Winston, I actually think Russell Wilson is better in four point for passing touchdown leagues than Jameis if it's minus two for interceptions because Jameis will kill you in that format. Wilson has had three or four carries inside the 10-yard line four years in a row. So he might run, but he doesn't run near the goal line that much. And that's why his rushing touchdowns haven't been very high. So he actually might not be better, as Heath was saying, in four point per t- passing touchdown leagues. Um, all right. So, okay, I think we've pretty much covered this this group. Let's go to QBs 14 uh, and beyond in ADP. Ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, the greatest quarterback in NFL history, Tom Brady, who we haven't talked about yet, Phillip Rivers, and then Lamar Jackson. Those are the next five. Roethlisberger, Prescott, Brady, Rivers, Jackson. Heath, your thoughts on that group of five? I mean, Ben's still my favorite of this group, and I, we don't. I don't talk about him very much. I know Dave has called him a bust. I don't. I like. I think if you're just comparing what he does this year to what he did last year, it might make sense to say he's not going to be as good. I agree with that, but it's just been baked in by the industry, and all I really care about is how much he's going to cost. Ben Roethlisberger's there in the last non-defense or kicker round a lot of time in our draft and yeah he's going in the eighth round in in cbs drafts but he's still the 11th quarterback off the board i still project him for more pass attempts than any other quarterback i still would not be surprised if he leads the league in passing yards the touchdowns will come down a little bit the efficiency will be a little bit worse i still think he's a starting quarterback i agree i moved him up i think the fact that he's going anywhere 11 to 15 is fine for me okay uh, Brady, Would you be happy with what he did in 2017. Let's well, let's. Sorry, guys, we have about five minutes left, so let's expand it to Tom All Brady right, here. How do you feel about Tom Brady? He's the 16th quarterback off the board in fantasy pros, and and Philip Rivers is 17. I mean, they're they're fairly similar guys here. Uh, what do you think about them? Can they be your starting quarterback? You cool with that? I guess. <laughs> I, I I don't think that you should target it that way, though. These the, those are both quarterbacks that I think are more of the two quarterback ilk. Okay. You want Brady to be your second quarterback in a super flex or a two QB. I don't think he's a starter anymore. I think the Patriots want to run the ball a lot more. I don't know. They're going to run it much fan- more because they, they I mean, they fantastic. had the third most rush attempts in the league last year. It's going to they- be fantastic to see Josh Gordon get reinstated <laughs> right before the start of the season. And Tom Brady get drafted as a starting fantasy quarterback in those last few drafts. Is, would that be crazy if he has Josh Gordon? I don't think it would be crazy if he has Josh Gordon. But again, it just depends on A, what you're leaving on the board, and B, what you can get off waivers if, in fact, he gets off to a slow start and you're uncomfortable with it. 
because we see it when the Patriots from time to time. They get off those slow starts, and then, you know, they have that strong middle of the season, and then they get more conservative toward the end of the year. So they're going to be a lot of great games for Tom Brady. A lot All of right. great games. Let, let me ask so you some, some... He's a great fallback option if you, uh, if you just hate taking quarterbacks early. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to mention that we did talk about this on a separate show, but if you haven't heard it, we, there's a sort of Drew Brees start him at home theory. And if you pair Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson or Drew Brees and Josh Allen or Drew Brees and Jimmy Garoppolo, but mostly Brees and, jo- and Lamar Jackson, you can start Brees in all of his home games and, and get great matchups for Lamar Jackson. So it's just a wacky theory out there. Okay, um, rapid fire. We got three minutes left, guys. Mitchell Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. How do you rank them, and who has the most upside? Heath, Dave, Jamie. Trubisky, Jimmy, and Kirk. And I think Mitch has the most upside and the highest four. Garoppolo, Trubisky, Kirk. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays 16 games, he'll be a top 10 quarterback. Garoppolo, Trubisky, Cousins, and... I don't think Cousins has a very appealing ceiling or floor. Uh, would you take? <laughs> would you take Josh? I will, Allen? I will say though, we we had uh, we had Pete Prisco in Minnesota, and and he said that the offense with Kubiak and the bootlegs and things that they'll do should help Kirk Cousins be a much more efficient quarterback this season. At some point, I will make I will explain what may have happened in the final three games of the season where Kirk Cousins' pass attempts went way down, but it will not be right now. Uh, does Josh Allen go ahead of Trubisky or Cousins or Garoppolo for you guys? Josh Allen. I'll yeah. put him ahead of Cousins. Uh, not ahead of ahead Garoppolo, of but ahead of the other two. Heath, what'd you say? Ahead of Cousins. Do you see any other picks that could be like great sleepers? Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Nick Foles, Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Marcus Mariota, Josh Rosen, Eli Manning, Case Keenum. Andy Dalton is the 32nd quarterback off the board. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Darnold, I think Darnold could be could be pretty good. Not to the point where I'm drafting him, but he's someone I'm looking for in the two quarterback league. I would be shocked beyond shocked if it happened. But if Ryan Fitzpatrick played 16 games, <laughs> he will be a top 15 fantasy quarterback. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. And um, Darnold, I feel like it's funny that he has zero hype considering he was the third overall pick. Had a better rookie season than Jared Goff did. Had a similar rookie season to Carson Wentz. Had a similar rookie season to Mitch Trubisky. And he's, you know, he's the 26th quarterback off the board. Derek Carr had good good rates, rate numbers last year with Gruden. He's obviously got an upgrade there. And Stafford was good with Golden Tate, but obviously doesn't have Golden Tate this year. All right. Um, I don't know if there are any fun. Oh, and Andy Dalton was on pace for 34 touchdown passes with A.J. Green. So... These guys could work out for you in two quarterback leagues. Any, uh, we don't really have time for final thoughts. I apologize. So we're on video, so we have a hard out when we do our video shows. But uh, hopefully we gave you a solid hour of quarterback uh, quarterback analysis, and it should help. Tomorrow we talk about tight ends. How valuable are those big three? How valuable are those next three? We'll tell you on Fantasy Football Today. Dave, uh, what do you say now? Na, 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 na. na, na, na.